Welcome back to another live episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast, sponsored today by the best-selling author, Elliot E. Fresh Eberhardt. Bring your motivational masterpiece, from inmate to boss, how to capitalize on your own greatest talents, available right now on Amazon.com for only $8. Take this golden opportunity to invest in yourself by purchasing this motivational book. That's right, from inmate to boss. How to Capitalize on Your Own Greatest Talents by the highly anticipated author, Elliot E. Fresh Eberhardt. Go there today and get your copy. Episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast, right here on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Stitcher, Deezer. <laughs> We're just about streaming everywhere right now. Good morning, happy Tuesday. We are at the Old Robinson PR and Media Group Studios, right here in Atlanta, Georgia. I hope you guys are doing well. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is 9 19. <laughs> Get up if you're not already up. I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a beautiful day. Hope you guys got some great sleep. You get at least seven hours of rest in. Because if you do not get that rest, it's going to really negatively impact your mood. You're going to have mood swings. You're going to have brain fog. You're going to have changes in your appetite. You're going to have confusion. <laughs> it's important that you get enough sleep. So I hope you guys are waking up refreshed energized and ready to go whether your journey takes you today maybe it's at your office maybe you're working out you're at the track you're at the gym you know whatever you're doing you work from home getting the kids off to school whatever you're doing right now hope you guys are feeling energetic and get to it make sure you get something great to eat for far as breakfast is concerned you know they say that breakfast is the most important meal of the day so eating a healthy breakfast can actually uh, control your hunger hormones up to 15 hours. That's right, up to 15 hours. Okay, so you want to make sure that you are staying ahead of hunger and you are making sure that you get the great nutrition into your body that's going to fuel your day. Nutrition, not just food. So just don't go and get you a big breakfast from one of these leading brands. <laughs> no, make you a nice breakfast and make sure that you're on point. Now, just remember, if you are working in a sedentary career, make sure you're, you're sitting down at a desk or whatever, or your truck driver, make sure that your meals are around 550, okay? Because you're not burn, you're not going to be burning off a whole lot of calories, just sitting there, so you're sitting there, so you don't need a huge meal. Now, if you're doing construction, construction roofing, or you're playing sports, or whatever your career may be, or whatever your activity then you want to get a nice breakfast, 850 to 1200 calories to help fuel you through. Okay, that's just a healthy tip right there. So yeah, man, you know, I wanted to come on and, and, and talk a little bit. You know, we are back, you know, from a hiatus. We took a hiatus with the podcast and, you know, shout out to everybody who's been calling and emailing and texting saying, hey, you need to get back in on the airwaves and, you know, start doing what you're doing. So, you know, we're back. we reactivated and you know right now and streaming pretty well thank you for streaming with us 
whether you're at work, whether you're on the road, whether you're at the gym or the track, wherever, you know, um, thanks for sharing. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for the um, subscribing. You know, thank you for the monthly subscriptions. You know, we appreciate that. And thank you for, you know, telling everybody about us, man. Because, you know, we are going to try to bring you the best content as much as possible that we possibly can, you know, uh, on health and wellness, you know, fitness, nutrition, you know, stress management, whatever, all areas of health and wellness. So we don't have a particular topic, but when topics come up, you know, that's when we are that's when we pretty much adjust it and talk about them so you know i want to get say shout outs to everybody who has been purchasing uh, the book uh, get rid of diabetes now seven proven strategies for reversal also who who all of you who have purchased the spices diabetic cuisine spices you know uh we appreciate the feedback we, we thank you for the testimonials we thank you for sharing it with your love love uh members uh, your loved ones, your family members, your friends, your co-workers, thank you for sharing the spices with your primary physicians as well, your dietitians and nutritionists, um, your diabetes educators. We really appreciate that. And, you know, a lot of important phone calls has been coming in about partnering with us and doing some diabetic programs around the country. And, you know, we're super excited about that. So that means that we are on the right track as far as helping people with diabetes and hypertension and learning how to control their food choices and food cravings and exercising. So that's that means the world to me. So, you know, God choose me to walk this path. And, I'm you know, I hope that he continue to use me in a way that, you know, I can really bless the world. You know, and it's, it's a big deal for me. You know, I have fun doing it. I understand the uh, the complications of, you know, type 2 diabetes or being in hospital, being in emergency rooms. I know what comes with that. So I can empathize with a lot of people who are dealing with it around the world. You know, and I'm able to share my story and share my content to really help people realize that, you know, diabetes is not a death sentence. Actually, it can actually be a reset on your life, a reset on your nutritional values and the whole nine. So don't look at it like, oh, you know, it's, you know, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's going to hurt me. It's going to take me out. Now, it's actually a blessing if you look at it. So it's all about perspective. It's all about mindset. So if you get diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, be concerned about it, but just know you know, that you can reverse it and you can get back to a sense of normalcy if you are able to practice the techniques and strategies that really help you eliminate the complications of type 2 diabetes holistically and even, you know, high cholesterol, even hypertension, heart disease, all those um, horrible chronic conditions that can really um, land you into financial bankruptcy from medical bills or maybe land you back in the hospital with complications, amputations, you know, stroke, all these different things. So we want to make sure that you are aware of the signs and symptoms and the do's and don'ts, the pros and cons of everything as far as what you're going through right now, the importance of, you know, uh, work-related stress and how to keep it down, how to avoid it, how to minimize it. You know, these are important things, you know. So we want to say thank you guys for, you know, just being there. 
and just listening and just sharing it out because of you we are able to you know get the type of emails and phone calls that we are looking for to push the products and the brand around the globe that help people you know according to the world health organization over 400 million people are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and according to the ADA American Diabetes Association in this country alone over 33 million people are diagnosed of type 2 diabetes and over 88 million people are pre-diabetic so we want to make sure that you know we touch in bases you know making sure that everybody is on point and taking care of themselves because we want you to be an asset to your family we want you to be an asset to your community so you can continue to contribute to everyone in your world, in your particular world, you know, because when you're healthy and you're feeling good and you're, you know, you're practicing the self-hacks daily, guess what, you know, you're contributing, you know, to, to the world around you, so a happier, healthy person is a more vibrant person, a person that's, you know, sad and depressed and sick, you know, they're not, they, they're, they're vibrant on a low frequency, so a lot of people don't want to be around that, you know. And it's pretty much, you know, it, it may be not their fault. I mean, everybody deals with stress and, you know, different stuff uh, differently, you know. And we, we really don't know what people are going through until you hear their stories. So, no judgment zone. So, you know, I want to come on today, you know, and just say thank you. But also, I want to talk about, you know, the do's and don'ts when... When you're talking to somebody about weight loss, okay, because weight loss is a huge, huge problem, you know, a huge journey for a lot of people. So many people who are obese, they're overweight and they need to lose the weight. But, you know, and also, you know, society, we would look at them and judge them like, oh, you eat too much, or you're not working out, you know, you're overweight, you're, you know, I don't like to use the fat word, but the F word. You know, it's a real sensitive topic, okay, but just knows, you don't know somebody's story, like somebody could have been into an accident, you know, and then recovery time is too long, and it's medicine, it's cemetery, that might have caused a weight gain on certain medications that he or she may be on, that may cause weight gain, you know, uh, mental health issues, so we just don't know people's stories, but when people are trying to lose weight, we have to be very uh, conscious of how we're trying to help them and how we're trying to approach the subject. Okay, so I just want to come in and talk to you about that because you know, you know, if you're concerned about a friend or family member's weight, you know, you know, you just have to be sensitive to how you approach the topic with them. And this is this is a this a big deal. You just can't jump in and say you need to lose the weight. I mean, you know, what I'm saying like that that's gonna backfire. So you know, I work with people. You know, my own um, services. You know, I work with people who are overweight, and everybody's story is different. Like I mentioned 30 seconds ago, like some people on different meds. Like some women have an inactive thyroid. And they put them on a steroid component, and you know that's 30, 50 pounds right there. Some people suffer from a stressful career, and then they use food to snack, and you know whatever that is. That's that's a weight gainer right there. You know you just never know somebody's story. So, but you know if a loved one is overweight, you know you may feel the need. Uh, you know you want to say something about it because you're concerned. 
you know, you want to really help them lose the weight because you know, you know, uh, having a high BMI, a body mass index, you know, is associated with a higher risk of, you know, health issues like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, cancer, you know, and you want to make sure that you're helping them because you are concerned about it, but, you know, weight loss is a sensitive uh, topic, man, and, you know, it's a personal choice. You can't push people into weight loss like they got to want to lose it. They have to want to earn the weight loss. They have to want to change their mindset and say, look, I have to get this done because, people are, you know, relying on me, I want to be around for my grandkids, you know, I want to be that fun grandparent, or, you know, or I just, maybe you might have a teenager who needs to lose the weight, you know, um, these, these are, these are issues, so you just can't come on and say, oh, you know, you need to lose the weight, no, 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 this is very sensitive, this is a big deal for a lot of people, now, some people, you know, they got to the point where they just don't care, they figured they tried every magical diet, <laughs> every powder, every drink, every pill, every potion, you know, every lotion. They tried everything, and now their final choice, a solution is, you know, lipo or the lap band, or, you know, these different things. But everybody's story is different, like I said before. So, you, you know, weight loss is a sensitive topic, you know, it's a personal choice. You know, you you know, you have to talk to your friend, family members, and friends, you know, about it. And, and, you know, in a real mindful approach to help them get your, you know, to help them, or to help you get your message across to them. You know, but you know, you got to do it without hurting your loved one's feelings. Okay, because you can't just jump in and say, "Oh, you, you overweight. You need to lose the weight." You know, and sometimes when we're in a committed relationship. Or, you know, you're married and your spouse may have let themselves go. And this is a big deal that I see, too, that I deal with. Like, spouses, once they get comfortable in a marriage, you know, one person may, may have let themselves go to the point where they gain 50 to 60 pounds, you know. And um, the other spouse may, may not find that attractive and may, you know, say some things that, that can trigger the other person to get angry. And, you know, we already know how it is. You know, it's a lot of things I can say about it, but I'll be trying to be really sensitive to the situation and to the subject at hand because you can't just say, like, just to say, I'm married. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm married now. I'm cool. She's going to love me for better or for worse. No, I don't expect my life, my wife to look at me if I'm 60 pounds overweight the same way she look at me when I'm fit and lean she's just not going to do it and i may not do it for her as well so but you know even during covid she said oh it's getting kind of pudgy you know i know what that means you know i need to get back in it so but we have to be really sensitive to that person's feelings and not really jump in and, and talk you know just really being boisterous about it and being rude and insensitive and hitting it home like hard man you know it's like you know, talking to the loved one, of, you know, about weight loss, you know, it can be extremely triggering <laughs> for that particular person. Like, that can be a trigger for stress, frustration, irritability, because, you know, they know they need to do it, but you're constantly hammering and hammering. That that may be a trigger for them. 
So when we talk about on the last episode about stress management and understanding your triggers, a lot of times your triggers can be an individual and not a thing, you know, and we need to eliminate, identify our triggers and eliminate our triggers. So for a lot of people talking about weight loss, uh, their weight is a trigger for them. So we have to be mindful that we're not triggering the people, you know, and, and, and showing some empathy, you know, and we want to make sure we're having those conversations the right way, you know, and we don't want to shame them, we don't want to humiliate them, you know, and to push them to the point where, you know, they're going to avoid you all together every time it come up, every time the subject come up, you know, we don't, you know, because it's, it's going to really aggravate them, so we don't want to do that, so we just want to make sure that You know, whenever you're talking about difficult topics, especially when it comes down to weight loss, you know, to be honest with you, it's it's not what you say, but how you say it, (laughs) it's going to make all the difference in the world. You know, you've got you've got to be mindful of how you're talking about weight loss to people who are sensitive about their weight. And I see this all the time because nobody wants to be overweight nobody really wants to be overweight because there's a lot of health issues that's going on with the overweightness it's not it, it, it'll really um subtract subtract from your confidence your self-esteem and all those different things like that especially if you're in public all the time or you know you have a business and you're dealing with people you know you be uh ashamed you don't have the confidence to push through so Weight loss is, is important to them, but they don't want to feel like, hey, you constantly uh, push me and push me. I had a previous client before work for a major soft drink company, and um, he was, they were trying to push out a new, healthier version of their soft drink. And so he had to go to Germany to pitch it, you know, but because he was you know, obese, but he's a, you know, senior executive, but because he's obese and they didn't want to send him overseas to pitch, uh, to pitch the product because he did not fit the image that they was trying to sell. So they, uh, sent a younger person who was half his size and weight, half his BMI over here to pitch the new product. But, you know, my former client was totally crushed by that because he worked hard and, you know, owned a product and he felt like he was supposed to be the one to go uh, do it. But because of his BMI and his weight, you know, his height and weight ratio and the way he moved and they didn't want that. So, you know, he lost that account, which might have been multiple six figures and bonuses for him. But that was a wake up call, a wake up call for him to really take back control of his life and he you know he called me and we got him down 85 pounds and then next minute you know it was like another 25 so he's over uh, 100 pounds down he was a big guy you know and uh, but he he knew that his weight was going to be a hindrance of him possibly getting you know getting to the bag getting big checks uh, getting promotions so you know what a man is supposed to do at 50 plus years old and 
the young guys are coming in, younger, faster, leaner, <laughs> you got to compete with that. But when you've been in your career 25, 26 years, you got complacent. You know, you're traveling around the world. And, you know, that's a whole nother thing as far as weight gain because you go in different time zones, you go in different countries. And, you know, if you travel a lot, you already know the pros and cons of traveling a lot because it can really affect your eating habits, your sleeping habits, you know, your mood swings, your hormones, a lot of hormonal changes going on as well. So, you know, you have to make sure we do that. But, you know, he had to get his stuff together, you know. But when you're talking to somebody, man, make sure that, you know, you ask their permission, you know, before you, um, that's the first thing, you know, make sure you ask for permission before you talk to them. If you're concerned about the fact that uh, someone's loved, one of your loved ones wait, then, you know, ask them for permission to discuss it. Say, hey, you know, I'm concerned about your weight and I want to know if it's possible, can we sit down and can we discuss it? Because I love you and I'm concerned about your weight. Okay, can we talk about it? That's that's one of the one one of the best ways to start it. And then if that person says yes, then you already know. You know, but if they don't want to talk about it, then guess what? Respect their decision, you know. And, hey, and ask them, you know, and tell them, you know, well, I'm here. If you and I'm available, if you decide to change your mind. You know, they may say, no, nah, I don't want to talk about it. And then you got to respect that. And you have to be like, oh, okay, I'm here. And I'm available. If you change your mind, I'm here. You know, and that's how you give them the support without you being all in their business, all in their face, you know what I'm saying? So hey, that's that's one of the that's one of the best way to do it, you know. So but you know on the other side too, wait for them to come to you and and, and approach the subject. You know, you can be like oh, you know, if they come to you and they say, look and they comment about their eating habits, you know just recommend, you know, I recommend you just listening, empathizing and, you know, validating the experience. You know, whether you're trying to come up for a solution and change, do not say anything. You know, the best thing that you can do as far as being a, a great listener as a family member or a friend is being an active listener. Okay? Just listen. Don't interact. Don't, you know, I'm not saying don't interact, but don't interrupt. Excuse me. Don't interrupt them when they're talking about it because, like I said, it's a real sensitive issue. So, listen. Be an active listener. Do not interrupt. Empathize. And then, you know, once they're done with that, then provide a solution for them to change. Recommend it to somebody that can help them, whether it's a medical uh, physician it's an athletic trainer, it's nutrition, it's dietitian, you know, validate that, man, you know what I'm saying, so, and then you got to share helpful information, you know, if they have weight, you know, weight-related problems, then, you know, you, you know, a lot of weight-related problems, it can be like joint pain, you know, knee pain, arthritis, you know, and just, just the fact that you can say, hey, if you lose about five you know, 20 pounds, imagine you're going to take five, six pounds of pressure off the knees and 
you know, four pounds of pressure up the hips, imagine how you would feel. Imagine walking around with a 50-pound bag of potatoes every day, everywhere you go, you got to lift this pound of these 50 pounds over your shoulder and carry that sack of potatoes everywhere you go. So just to say you're 50 pounds overweight, right? And you need to lose one pound. For every one pound that you lose, you take one potato out. Because over time, you're going to get tired picking up that 50-pound sack of potatoes and taking it everywhere, taking it to work, taking it to the car. Imagine walking around the track with 50-pound potatoes on your on your back. You're going to put that down. You say, I'm sick of these potatoes. You know, imagine going to the bathroom with the potatoes. Imagine cooking it. You know, it's just so over. When you get tired of picking up that weight and carrying that weight around, guess what you're going to do? You're going to say, oh, okay, I'm tired of this sack of 50-pound sack of potatoes. For every pound, I mean, I get to take the potato out until you get down to 50, 50 potatoes out the sack. Now you've got 50 pounds reduced. Now you can get rid of that sack. That's just what 50 pounds walking around with 50 pounds uh, of weight is. So you want to make sure that you know you do take the appropriate steps and go there. So when you when you break it down, like imagine walking around with, with a 50 pound bag of potatoes on you. Imagine that in your head right quick. Okay, I'm about to go to the work. So now you got to pick up this 50 pounds, take it to the car. Get out of the car, take it to the office. You're moving around in the office, you got to pick up the sack everywhere you go. That would be annoying. That would be, you know, something that, that would really piss me off. I know it puts the average person off. So imagine if you're 50 pounds overweight, how you feeling with that? So I want to make sure that, you know, uh, you focus on the weight loss as much as possible. Okay, and and this is and it's just a big deal. Just ways to go by, you know. So if the person has expressed that, you know, they don't want to talk about their weight, then listen and respect their desire. That is that. But if they do, make sure that you are an active listener and that that you want to help them. That's just the bottom line, you know. Another topic I want to talk about is just you know that pertains to how you should talk to somebody weight loss. You know, never go to them and say you should do this, you should go on a diet, you should do that, and you should do that. <laughs> you know, like you telling people like you need to, uh, you should to, uh, you should, you know, this can have, you know, a, a, a start to make them feel judged, you know, and you point your finger at them, you should do it. And this is very important for, for people who are married because sometimes, you know, you get frustrated with your spouse and, and you should and you need to. All these words right here, man, it can really be demeaning. And then it's very judgmental to them as well. So you want to make sure that you're careful about what you're saying. You know, you got to be offering simplistic advice. You know, eat less, exercise more. You know, especially if if that's a spouse or a family member, friend, you know, you can say, look, once again, I'm concerned about you, but never say you need to do this and you need to do that. These these words, man, you know, they're gonna they're not gonna be helpful. Okay, because this gonna be triggered, they're gonna feel judged, and guess what? They're gonna rebound. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just what it is. You know, you wanna you wanna make sure that you're sending a message that weight management is easy. Okay. And 
it's it's not that difficult and complex as one may one may find because everybody has their own DNA profile everybody has something that could work for them as far as weight loss but if it's a medical issue that's something else you just have to figure it out but your body is going to respond in a way if you eat less or eat the right foods increase your cardio increase your water consumption it doesn't have to be difficult and easy once you switch that switch on your mind once you get that trigger switch and you know your why you have to do it you're just going to do it you're just going to have to do it you know I, when I work with people I don't I, I assume that you know uh, back in the day I assume people who had extra weight they just you know they tried all type of diets and they fail you know and they just give up and these are the these are the testimonials that I have from people like I try this diet I try that diet all these fad diets there's you know, thousands of fad diets out there you know one year is keto the other year it was uh uh uh, uh Atkins, it was Daniels, it was military, you know, so many <laughs> lemonade diet, water diet, you know, it's it just so many different diets out there. And people try them all because friends, other friends and family members had success of it. But guess what? They right now are right back at their beginning weight as well. But what worked for them may not work for you. So, you, you know, you got to do things that are backed by science that specifically customized for you to make sure that you're on your way as far as your weight management so you know even with people who are trying to gain weight it's just the opposite you have to eat more calories lift heavier weight you know that's just the way it is maybe get you uh, uh, um, your snacks got to be higher maybe meal replacement shakes in between meals you know you just got to do that too you know so you got to make sure that you know you you are not saying you should do this and you need to do this and you're not pointing your finger and you're being empathetic. I mean, less sensitive to them, okay? So you want to make sure that you do that. And these, you know, these these points are, you know, they're huge because, you know, right now in, in this world with uh, the recession, the pandemic still going, uncertainty, People are using food as a coping device. You know, they're eating horribly, or maybe they don't have enough finances to get the, the fresh products that they need for their body, so they go get the processed foods. You know, these going to make all the difference in the world. So people are going to easily eat their emotions and eat their feelings, and it's going to put them on a real uh, increased risk of heart attack and stroke maybe type 2 diabetes you know and you really have to come from a place of of love when you're talking to somebody you know what I'm saying because overweight and obesity it can increase the whole sub health problems you know including the ones we mentioned before diabetes heart attack stroke you know but you want to you know you want to have a frank conversation with your loved ones about their overall health because this is important you know, to, you know, emphasize the concern around health and, you know, really oppose the, you know, the way I look like per se. You know, you just got to really, really pay attention and, you know, articulate your concern to them. You know, 
hey, make sure that you're not criticizing them, that you're coming from a place of love. You know, people don't want to be criticized or they wait gain. So understand, you know, if, you, if you're coming from a marriage on a long-term committed relationship, watch your tone. You can't get mad and then call your wife that. You know that's not going to fly. <laughs> you know that's not going to happen. So you got to send, you know, uh, send a nice message that you don't criticize them, but you're there for them. And I, I'm liking that I'm doing this show early in the morning because, you know, I'm in a real uh, cool and Malachi space. Because now you can hear the tone of my voice because I, I've seen, I've been married, I've been divorced. And I know how critical it is to learn how to use your words effectively, you know, in a, in a, in a, um, in a cooler head, or, or a cooler manner. Versus in a very chaotic and irate state. Because you say things out of anger and frustration to your spouse. You know, just to say something going on. Maybe you have an argument about uh, their weight gain. Or maybe it's an argument about um, finances. You know, maybe it's an argument about kids. And all of a sudden you're so mad and so angry. And you stop the call, you know, you start to be very critical of your spouse and calling him or her, you know, uh, fat and, you know, unattractive, you know, and all that stuff like that. These are problems. So you want to make sure that you come from a place of love to make sure that, you know, that you're here to help. You know, there's another, you know, it's like you can always be there for them always loved them regardless of their you know their body size you know because I love you so much I just want you to live a long healthy and life with me together this is why you know I'm coming from a place of love you know now it's crazy because what I just said is like um, you can love them no matter what size they are that's one thing but you got to try to encourage them not to let themselves go like I don't I don't care who you are you know if your spouse get overweight and they may not look that attractive to you anymore even though you love them just be honest you know <laughs> But at the end of the day, we are human beings. So, my wife and I, we made a commitment to ourselves, you know, to eat right, work out, you know, we walking, you know, getting the fresh air, and then we're really trying to maintain our lifestyle, you know, so we, when we are traveling around the world or doing what we're doing as far as our businesses and stuff, that we're looking and feeling our best. We approach every meeting. Um, every opportunity with a fresh look because society is very judgmental and but when we coming in with increased self-esteem and confidence that means a lot so yeah I, I love her no matter what size she is but at the end of the day <laughs> I'm be like look I don't you know you can't gain 20 pounds because that's going to affect your overall health 
you know, and I can't gain 20 pounds. So, you got to make sure that we're coming from a place of love and let them know that, you know, I'm there for you no matter what. You know, and uh, you can also invite them to uh, share their perspective along the way, you know. Hey, I feel, I feel concerned about your health because, you know, we got a family history of you guys got a family history of diabetes. Or you guys got a family history of heart disease, a heart attack, a stroke. You know, so I want to make sure that you're good. See, when you get married, you got to know these things about family histories, whether it's Alzheimer's, diabetes, stroke, heart disease. You want to know that. So you want to help your spouse prevent that. Like, you know, my wife know I was type 2 diabetic at one point, you know, so she knows about that. So she's going to help me do what I got to do to make sure I stay on point. So you got to do that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, ask him to sit down and have a conversation. Hey, <laughs> you know, let's talk about it. Can I tell you about how I feel about your weight gain? Or you can say, can you tell me how you feel about your weight gain? And let's have an honest conversation. Yeah, it's touchy, but these conversations need to happen. So all you, all you spouses out there, or committed relationships, or maybe you just, you know, have a, a kid, a child who may be going through obesity. You got to have these conversations, okay? But it's very sensitive. So watch your words. Don't pull the triggers. But once again, if him or her, or they say, hey, I don't want to talk about it, respect that. Move on for right now. And just like I said, remind them, like, hey, I'm available when you want to talk about it, but I am concerned about it. So you're coming from a place of love. You know, another thing, you know, is like, say you're going out. And your person or family, whoever it may be. And they, you know, say you're going to a buffet. And they just packing the food on the plate, packing the food on the plate. And then you say, one thing you don't say is, <laughs> oh, man, you're going to eat all that? You know, it's like, oh, man, if they pack their plate, yeah, of course they're going to eat all that. But, you know, they don't want you, don't say those things, right, because that's a trigger. They already self-conscious about their weight. So, mm. now I've been out with people, they, you know, I know they ordered a big plate of food and they was ready to dig in, but they remembered that I was at the table and it was like, oh man, I don't even know why I ordered all this shrimp and pasta. Just tearing sitting right across from me. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the individual uh, realized that I was just looking at her, right? But I also understand, you know, she was hungry. Maybe she missed a few meals and she wanted to tear down, right? But don't change because I'm there. Do you. You know, what you eat don't make me. You know the rest. You know, but I'm not, I'm not judgmental because I don't know your story. I know you may have, you know, it's, it's, Three in the afternoon. You may have skipped breakfast, skipped snacks, and now it's time to go down. You know, but don't just take a couple of bites and then ask for a box. 
that's not that's you know I'm gonna look at you different then like this eat half portions then actual box don't take two two bites and say oh my god I can't eat this because Terrence is here nah you kidding yourself you know I'm trying to see where your mindset of that I, you know with that being said I know you know you want to eat it all but you took two bites and then asked for a box no you should have ate half portion then asked for a box I would respect that more but you know it's don't ask the person if they gonna eat all that you know don't don't be the food police I'm not the food police most people say oh he the food police I am not the food police so don't you be the food <laughs> police or make uh, critical comments you know about the person who was eating which you know I almost did but I, I know I'm, I'm not judgmental with people you know but um, I know people need to lose weight but there are some food cravings there are some food triggers and there are stress levels that cause people to overeat or maybe undereat. So when you're out and you're seeing a person eating all this food, like you, just to say you're going to a restaurant and it's unlimited breadsticks and salad and you haven't even got to the appetizer or the entree yet and you already had, the person already had like <laughs> four sticks of bread and two bowls of salad and like, man, you don't say you're going to eat all that. You know, just say, sometimes I just you know, turn another way. So, but you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's shaming a person is not really an effective way to do something. So you got to be careful. All right, keep in mind that you know, <sighs> lasting change, but never a cure for being pressured or guilty into changing by others. That's just that. You know what I'm saying? gotta keep in mind I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that again lasting change will never cure by being pressured or guilty um, into changing by others okay so you want to make sure that you're paying attention never tell an obese person or person that's trying to lose weight never ask them man you gonna eat all that oh, you gonna, that's gonna trigger them that's going to trade them big time. And if you don't know, try it. And if you already know, you know not to do that again. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. You know, if you if you go to work with certain, you go to lunch with certain co-workers, and they go to certain restaurants, man, they be killing it. They be they be eating, 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 eating. And you know that you want to be a friend. You know you want to be a, a, a co-worker buddy and y'all great friends. You want to say something. You want to, you know, don't be judgmental, but you know, like, hey, you know, I'm concerned as your friend. You know, of course, that friend may be upset or standoffish because you said something about it. But if the friend is very open-minded and she respects your friendship, She's gonna have that. Uh, he is gonna have that conversation about the weight with their with their friend. You know, they're gonna respect that because that's letting them know that you know the friend is coming from a place of love and we're concerned. And if you know, if you're a friend, then you want to have that conversation with your friend. But if you don't care 
and you just allow your friend to just do whatever they want to do, you're not being a really good friend. And then you turn around of your friend and having a meltdown because he she can't get a, a, a date, stay in a committed relationship, or can't go on certain trips because uh, the individual is overweight and they can't keep up. And that's another thing. You know, I, I've seen a lot of fraternities and sororities, people who are super overweight, they don't like to go on the on the on the group trips because the other you know, the other people, you know, I said, man, I hope they don't, I hope Terrence don't come, because he's overweight, he can't keep up with everything, man, they've got somebody got this check on him, that's not, for, you know, that's not cool, man, you know what I'm saying, so, then they turn around and start talking about you, so that's another thing, they start gossiping behind your back about your weight gain, your inability to keep up, the way you be eating, and that's going to depress you, that's going to depress an individual, so you want to make sure that you pay attention, man, you know, you know, so ask you, ask them, how can I help you? It's just as simple as that. I'm concerned about you. You're my wife, you're my husband, you're my friend, you're my child. How can I help? A simple question. You concerned about this about this person? Ask them a simple question. That's all you got to say. How can I help you? That person, you know, they might be thinking that their weight loss, you know, they overwhelmed by it. You know, they may need a supportive ear. But they might be intimidated or feeling a little shy about asking for help. So if you're noticing, you ask them, how can I help you? Get the feedback. Let them know that you're there for them. And you're going to support them along the way. When people have... I know for me, when I was going through my trials, <laughs> having a support group, like people there cheering for me and people motivating me, it, meant all the, man, it makes all the difference in the world. makes all the difference in the world. Having that support group, whether it's a family members, your um, your primary doctors, maybe you got a trainer, you got a nutritionist, a dietitian, you learn how to eat properly, you learn how to eliminate certain things out of your diet, you're learning how to change your mind. Like you've got to have a support group if you want to lose 25, 50 pounds, whatever it is, 100 pounds, maybe you have, uh, uh, you need a knee, knee replacement, a hip replacement, maybe you got chronic pain, but you need to lose the weight in order to get, you know, uh, an operation or a replacement, they're not going to put you on that table if you're overweight, you need to lose at least 50 to 75 pounds before they can really do the procedure. You know what I'm saying? So you got to ask them, how can I help? You know, you got to make healthy behavior changes. You know, not just... But as, you know, not as an individual, but as, as a family. Right? Because just to say, 
my wife gained 40 pounds, but I'm in shape. Now I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta help her. So everything changes in the household, not just for her, but if, if, if she feel like, man, my husband is there for me, or my wife is there for me, you know, to help me with his changes, they're gonna be more in tune with the possibility of change. They're gonna be like, okay, we're doing this as a family. This is a group effort, and we're gonna hold each other accountable. Like, why are you eating all those chips? <laughs> why do you buy these chips? When you buy a big bag of chips, I get on there all the time. She like chips. I'm like, don't bring these up in here no more. You're gonna do fruit, you know. And so that type of thing. So you want to make sure that you know you you, you work it as a family. You know, we get in my house. We get the whole family with the grocery shop, grocery shopping, and meal preps. You know, we go on walks together. You know, uh, we do our physical activity together. You know, we all do all those things together. Like, I used to go walking early in the morning in my trails, and people know that I did 30, 33 days. And I come home, you know, and uh, my wife said, Oh, you didn't ask me to walk, but she don't get up as early as me. So I, I switched it up. I said, Look, I'll walk when you get up. Because let's do this thing together. Because I know you're working from home, you're in front of the computer a lot, and then, you know, I see you snacking, and then you're a late night worker, you know, when I'm asleep, you're, you're working, then when you're asleep, I'm working, you know what I'm saying, but she's not getting the physical activity, like walking and exercising like I do, so it's important for me to change my schedule and say, look, I'm going to walk with you so we can get out there and try it together. And what that did was, you know, it opened us up to great conversations about health and wellness, business, family issues, finances, the recession, food, nutrition, you know, everything. Like, what's next for us? And we'll do five miles, but within that five miles, you know, the intimacy there mentally and emotionally and spiritually has increased. So what that does is this increases our endorphins and our serotonins and our dopamine hormones that make us feel great. So when we come back, you know, we're making great choices as far as our nutrition. We're drinking water, maybe we got some Gatorade to replace the sodium electrolytes that our body has already replenished. And we, you know, we get to work. And that stuff works, man, you know. That stuff works, trust me. But if you don't have a partner that you can roll with like that, then it's going to make it challenging. You know, you you got to engage. You know, next one I want to talk about is like, give compliments. Baby, I love the way you look. Oh, you're looking great. Or that dress look great on you. Or, you know, that suit look good, great on you. I can tell you're losing the weight. Or I can tell you're losing the inches. Positive reinforcements. You look amazing. The hard work is paying off. Oh, your blood pressure went down. <laughs> you know, all these different things. You know, people appreciate compliments, especially when they're losing weight because they know how difficult it is, you know, recognizing the change in themselves. 
a lot of times you're not going to see improvement or changes in yourself until other people start to recognize it. Sometimes the scale may go in a different direction or it's not moving at all, but you have to take you know, pictures, you have to uh, do skin fold measurement or regular tape measures to see and focus on inches and not pounds. See how your clothes is fitting different. Maybe you got an old dress, a uh, suit you haven't worn in years. And actually, may know you tried it on, it fits perfectly. That's a perfect way to tell. But that scale is still saying less than, you know, what you wanted to say. But give compliments. Because it makes people feel great about working hard every day. When they start to get positive feedback and, you know, they're starting to see results. And like I said, you're going to be the last one to see results. But when you start seeing results, guess what? Pay attention. Okay? Work harder. Make better decisions. Don't get too happy when you want to go celebrate and <laughs> put the calories back on. You know? Compliment on that weight loss, man. Give them that feedback. Know that that weight loss has resulted in physical behavioral changes. That's important. That's important. Weight loss is a good thing, and you need to let that person know. Okay? But you got some sometimes, but let me tell you this sometimes people get sick, they catch a cold, they catch a flu. Maybe they caught COVID, and then you know, weight loss came through illness. And people say, man, I lost so weight. I lost so much weight when I got sick. That can be a blessing too. Because any other time, you couldn't lose the weight. I went from 245 pounds to 200 pounds. I wasn't, I was sick. I wasn't trying to lose weight, but my body rejected the weight. I got sick. And that was a blessing for me to drop the 25 pounds just like that. In the process, I was able to capitalize on my new BMI. So sometimes, you know, losing weight as a result of an illness, you know, it can be unhealthy depending on how much weight you lost. But you can really use that to your advantage. So it's a blessing to that. So anyway, man, Thank you for listening. You know, a little short, little 50 minutes of conversating about that, you know. And uh, I hope you guys use these tips and strategies to really help your loved ones to uh, lose the weight and, and realize that, help them realize that you're a part of their weight loss journey, weight loss journey, excuse me. And you support them and you want to do everything that you can to help them. If they refuse to talk about it, then say, okay, respect their desires and keep it moving. But also remind them that you're always available if they want to talk about it, okay? So just remember, it's a very sensitive situation when it comes down to talking to individuals about their uh, weight loss, you know, or, or, or weight gain. So pay attention. Don't overdo it. Empathize with them. Show sensitivity show support and encourage them to move forward on it because you got to remember if this is a this is a spouse it's a loved one you you've got to be there for them because you want them to be healthier for a long period of time so you can live a long 
productive life with them, travel the world, play with grandkids, you know, live to be 100 plus years old, but independently with no pain and no medications and nobody taking you to doctor's appointments, you know, I'm telling you, we aging younger than, you know, they was aging 50 years ago. Because if I'm 55 now, a lot of people who was 55 when I was kids, they just, they just had walking canes, so it was considered old. But now it's considered young. So anyway, this is Terrence Hutchinson, uh, Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast, right here in Atlanta, Georgia, at the O. Robinson Public Relations Community Group Studios. I hope you guys will enjoy the message here. Take what you can take from it. Share it out. Whether you're in the gym, you're in the office, you're in the car, in traffic, you're traveling, whatever it may be. Alright, so make sure you subscribe. We're everywhere. 52 countries with 1.3 million listeners. Spotify, iHeart, Apple, Google, Amazon, uh, Music, you know, Deezer, Stitcher, Owltail, and also to the website. You can download it at your bestlifestyles.com. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, peace and blessings until tomorrow. And I hope you guys make great decisions today as far as your health, as far as nutrition, as far as working out, as far as stress management, increasing your water, everything in between, okay? Control your stress. That's the biggest deal. So I'll talk to you guys later. Peace and blessings. And without good health, it can be no wealth. And that's a fact. I'll talk to you guys soon. Welcome back to another live episode of the Your Best Lifestyles International Podcast. Sponsored today by Changing the Future Outcome. CTFO was founded in 2015 and provides the tools to empower people in business, health, and serving others. They offer over 80 CBD, CBDA, and non-CBD products covering a wide range of different categories, including skincare, pet products, health and nutrition, hair care, and much, much more. They even have a 60-day empty bottle money-back guaranteed on all their products. That's right, 60 days. Sign up for free today with no obligation and receive 30% off retail pricing. You heard me correctly, 30% off. For more information, visit their website today at www.stonyriverwellness.com. That's www.stonyriverwellness.com.